Welcome back to another episode of Teeing It Up. Uh, we're teeing it a little higher this week. We only got one episode in last week. I believe this is episode five. Um, not a math guy, never have been, never will claim to be one. Uh, anyways, today is Monday, June 6th. I'm here with my host, our co-host, uh, Vladdy. How's it going, man? How was your weekend? Uh, weekend was good. Uh, saw a bunch of friends, um, had, had to, had a kind of shortened week. Got, uh, I have every other Friday off for work. So I basically had a three day work week last week, which was really nice. Get that extra day off, relax. Um, other than that work today was, I guess, usual, nothing really special, nothing noteworthy. What about you? Anything new? Not really. Um, been doing with a neck thing that has kind of kept me just quiet. Um, which I guess is nice. It's annoying, but it's nice at the same time to be quiet. I'm ready to go out and be a little more active than I have been the last week. Um, my golf game is definitely, I will not be teeing it up very straight. I bet the next time I play since it's been a while now with that. Um, but yeah, I actually worked really hard today for once. So that was nice. There you go. Uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about. We're going to go into the NHL, the NBA playoffs, as we always do. Uh, we're going to cover the live golf. That's kind of the big golf story that's come out over the last week. Lots, lots to talk about there. And we're going to finish up with another debate topic today. We're going to go through the, our goats uh, for you old folks that don't know what goats are. It stands for greatest of all time uh, in all the major sports. Uh, so yep. we'll get into that. Uh, starting off here, we're going to start with the NHL uh, Eastern Western conference finals. Since we last talked have began uh, in the West, it's been all Colorado. They have a 3-0 lead. They're about to uh, drop the puck in about a half hour from the time we're recording right now. Uh, frankly, I don't even think the Oilers have been that bad. Uh, they played that crazy 8-6 to game in game one that looked more like a baseball get score. Um, speaking of which, the College World Series is going on for baseball right now. They're not in the World Series part yet. They're just in the regionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma State won a game yesterday in a Division I college game. The score, I forgot who they played, but the score was 29 to 15. It was that's, a th- that's, that, that's like football score origami. That isn't even baseball. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's insane. Anyways, back to the hockey. Uh, they played the 8-6 game, uh, game one, and then 4-0 winning game two for Colorado. They just kind of, again, like it. See, I, I think Edmonton's role guys are just simply not as good as Colorado's. And so when the big dogs ha- haven't performed, I mean, McDavid's been good, but he, I mean, if they're getting shut out, they have no chance because they need to score with Colorado. Colorado's missing a top four defenseman to that sternum injury and Sam Girard. They have lost their goalie, Darcy Kemper, in game one. Um, so uh, if they want any chance, they have to score. I mean, Colorado team plays at a pace that I we haven't seen. I know I mentioned last week that we haven't seen them in seen that in years. They're, I think they're better than those Lightnings teams. I think they're better than who won the cup before that that Blues team. I think they're better than that Washington team that won it the year before that. It may be the best team since at least the sixteen uh, Penguins teams that won. Interesting. Um, so I, I, it's more. I'm just so impressed with Colorado than I really think Edmonton has been that bad. I mean, they lost game three the other night, four to two. So two goals in two games isn't going to win you a series, no matter who you're playing, let alone Colorado. Uh, kind of like I've said that McDavid and Drysaddle have been held at bay. They've just been okay in those games. 
Um, probably the biggest storyline I want to get into because I think uh, the series is over. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 Colorado gets it done tonight in sweeps. I think they're that good. I think they're very capable of that, and I think that will happen tonight. Actually, um, at least I bet on it, so it better happen. But uh, the story. Oh, game three. So I didn't get to actually watch the game, so I only saw the clip. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it was at the event we were at. It was being shown around. Uh, Evander Kane had a very scary hit on Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri is kind of that guy I told you plays on the edge, and he hurt yep. the St. Louis goalie in the last round. He is now out for the playoffs, so Colorado is now playing without one of their top four forwards, mm-hmm. three forwards. Uh, he took a very dangerous just little nudge in the back, and he was about probably about four to five feet from the boards and just went like kind of like chest first mm. into the board. A really nasty hit. Uh, Kane will be suspended for this game. Uh, it, it's a shame that he's suspended because that McDavid needs him to be that third post on the power play and tap in goals for him. Uh, Cause he's done a great job of that, even though I could, and I could barely skate these days, but uh, dangerous hit, very dirty play. I personally wouldn't suspend a guy in the playoffs. I don't think it was enough for a suspension. I think the precedent of the player who did it, uh, the absolute clown show that he's been in the past, I think he deserved, uh, or that is, that's where the deserving of the suspension came in. Very dangerous, but not, it wasn't like he like egregiously hit him, but he, he, he had to know where he was at on the ice. He was at a very dangerous spot on the ice. I would have been five in a game. So five minute major, he gets ejected for boarding. Uh, they they went they did that, and then the one game suspension. So that's pr- probably the other storyline. Uh, we'll see how Colorado responds if they lose this game, uh, and now without Kadri and Kane coming back, it definitely makes the series a little more interesting. Uh, it's just another storyline to look out for, I think. Um, so moving on to the Eastern Conference, that series is two to one right now after Andre Palat. Uh, scored a heroic goal with 42 seconds left yesterday to win 3-2 uh, and show some life for probably a surprising storyline. I think the Rangers, as good as they were in the regular season, people didn't really see them as a contender. Uh, they're two games away from a Stanley Cup final. They're very young. I've mentioned that that, that kid line has carried them a lot as a depth third line, uh, but the Stars have been great in the series for for the Rangers. And that's the, that's been the difference is Kucherov and Stamkos have been good on the power play, but have not really produced five on five, uh, which is something that you need to have happen in order to win series down the stretch. Uh, and it, it, like I said, the Rangers superstars have simply just been better uh, five on five. Zibanejad has been great. Chris Kreider has been great. Uh, Panarin still needs to be a lot better. I still think he's hurt. Um, the other storyline for that one is the goaltending. I mentioned those are probably two of the best goalies in the league right now uh, going off against each other. Uh, Shesterkin's been the better guy this year. Vasilevsky's the best goalie we've ever seen. Um, Shesterkin's been much better. Uh, he kept them in that game. They got dominated yesterday, Sunday afternoon. Uh, that easily could have been a 3-1, 4-1 game. Uh, it was 2-0 Rangers, and the Lightning had to battle all the way back after two power play goals by the Rangers. This series is, is so much star power uh, that it really comes into who can stay out of the box. Uh, you stay out of the box. These, both these power plays are way too good to be taking way too many penalties. The majority of the goals have been uh, on the power play, specifically for Tampa. They, Like I said, stars need to be better five on five. Uh, Vasilevsky's surprisingly has been outplayed. The biggest storyline so far to me uh, 
in three they the lightning lost their two consecutive playoff games for the first time since 2019 when they were swept in the first round wow uh in two year two and a half years they hadn't lost consecutive playoff games they were 18 and 0 following a loss and that streak was finally broken when they went down 2-0 and uh i mean they got they got dummied in game one they looked super rusty game two i thought could have gone either way, and Vasilevsky was mediocre, and Shesterkin was very good. And then they found a way to crawl out a win in Game 3, and this series is far from over. I expect Game 4 to be very close. That's tomorrow, obviously. Uh, look for the Lightning to come out at home again, and we saw them go to 12 forwards. Uh, it's an adjustment they made. Uh, I'd like to see John Cooper do that again, and I, I mean – I, I love both these teams. It's kind of a weird thing for me because I hate both the teams in the West. And I really like – I'm a big Rangers fan, and I do like Tampa as well. So it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to um, watch those games because I really want to see both teams win. But uh, this series is far from over at 2-1. I think either team can win it. Um, so that's hockey for today. I won't go too – Far along, we'll move into the NBA. The NBA Finals have kicked off. Uh, yes, they've only played two games since we've last talked because they need 700 nights in a row, even if they're not traveling before they'll play another game. I, I don't – you could – so game one was Thursday. I, they apparently need two nights on a non-traveling situation. Okay, I can see the two nights like, like now from Sunday to Wednesday or whatever yeah. they're doing because they are – from the west to the all the way they're going from california to boston they're going all the way across the country but when you're not traveling i think two nights is ridiculous i know they're trying to stretch it out um it can build more coverage more media more storylines more buzz uh the more spread out these games are the more of an individual spectacle they become um so the series is one one uh game one was a celtics route ish it no it was definitely there was you can't look at the box score and call it a route no but, but that, even, that game was, was within was six points for, it was that game was within six points for 45 out of 48 minutes you can't do that mm. you can't just you can't blindly look at the box score i mean it's that, that that teen off on the, my finals takes or you, you got something else to kind of add or yeah no i was, no, I was just just to say game two uh, Warriors came out in the third quarter and were the classic third quarter Warriors, uh, and they ended up winning the game big. Your thoughts on the first two games? I mean, yeah. So overall, I kind of want to uh, look at the kind of the series as a whole, and then I'll kind of go team by team. I honestly think so far so good for both teams. If if I'm going to be kind of honest, right. Um, right? Boston was able to steal a game. They they stole home court. However, Golden State has been the better team. They've been in control for seven out of eight quarters. It took. The Boston Celtics shooting nine of 10 from deep in one quarter, not a game, not this in one quarter. They were nine of 10 in the fourth quarter of uh, game one. So you talk about routes that obviously helps when you can drop 27 points on 10 shots and you only miss one of them. But, but, but in game two, in game two, it was a two point game at the half. You can argue that it was anybody's game. Like They played fine in the first half of game two. And then the yeah. Warriors came out and they had their own run in the third quarter. Yeah, no, that that's correct. But that's what. But what I'm saying is, they're not. Re- they're they're kind of playing at their tempo. It's their offense. Um, getting yeah, no, um. I did the one thing I do want to say is the refs look like they're letting them play, which is great. You you don't really want to see the 65 fouls in one game or stuff that you'll see in the regular season. But if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go kind of individually, 
Um, I was going to say, uh, Robert Williams, prove me wrong. I know I said this last week that I thought he'd be a little bit less of a factor given that Golden State's a little bit more outside oriented, but that rim, that, that rim protection presence on drives is incredible. He's, he's averaging four blocks a game or something absurd like that. Marcus Smart is everywhere. Um, mm. That's just, this is one of the best defensive teams I think I've seen in recent memory. And honestly, great three-point shooting. I mean, like I said, you don't go nine of 10 if you're not good at three-point shooting. However, it's a little bit more tailored to the fact that you need Jason Tatum to penetrate. You need the defense to collapse and he kicks it out. When that happens, it's great. When it's a little bit more ISO ball and you've got Jalen Brown pulling up, with Mike, which might not be his game, or Tatum with some weird step back, kind of the shooting drops off a little bit. Um, the one thing that really killed him in the third quarter, like you said, of game two, you got to defend the pick and roll. Um, I guess that's what I that's what I saw out of Boston side. From, from Golden State side, Steph Curry's ridiculous. Maybe Boston should try like guarding him. Like the whole don't guard Steph Curry approach is not a very successful one. Um, you've got guys going under. Well, they tried screen. it in that first half of game one. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you have you have guys going under on screens. You have guys going over on screens, and the big that's coming to help out is just dropping off. And you leave Steph Curry with a semi-uncontested shot. I mean, he'll he'll make it blindfolded. Um, game two was interesting because the Warriors looked a little bit more static. Like I said, it was a little bit a lot more pick and roll as opposed to just let Clay and Steph run around off ball with a million different elevator screens to get him open. But it clearly worked. Um, Clay Thompson has had, I would say, a very, very, very subpar series to date. The shooting is just not there, and I would say he's got to look. To, I think he's got to, yeah, he's got to look to get to about twenty points per game. I think without that, they're gonna have a very tough time going forward. Um, defensively, are holding up well, like I thought they would. Wiggins, Green, Kevon Looney holding down the fort. And I did want to say one thing: Draymond Green taking jump shots is actually comical. I mean, his form is terrible. The ball's going off the side of the rim. It's 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 peak comedy. But, Dude, you want to people talk about like Clay Thompson hasn't been Clay Thompson, but Draymond Green, like when they were the that that sixteen team that yeah. broke all the records, like he was like, I mean, he was no scorer, but he was a competent offensive. Oh yeah, third option on a real team. He looks like he should be out there, sh- like being the big man in your dad's like Saturday pickup game. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yes, the jump shot is gone. I don't know if it's because he just doesn't feel like he needs to anymore, but yes, I remember the 15, 16 final series. He was, he was shooting four of six from deep. Those were like every game. Like he had, he had some kind of stroke. I don't know what it is, but again, looking forward, uh, I want it for the next couple of games before we meet, we meet next Monday or whenever we meet next, but How's Boston going to play at home? Uh, Miami and Milwaukee are both able to steal games. So I want to see, can Boston defend home court against teams that are better than the ones that they were allowing to beat them before? And like I said, can Clay Thompson put up 20 points per game? If, if you can get to that, I think they're in good shape. Um, I, th- I think the offensive firepower will come through. But I guess I think that's it from the kind of the finals recap so far. Is that something else you want to add? No, I, I just real quick. I it's kind of a weird. My when I was thinking about what I wanted to say about it, it's weird in that I really do think uh, I think you're fi- I think you're okay with your at for either team. Like like you said, the the Celtics had to go nine of ten from three in the second half in game one to beat you. If you're the Not Warriors, the second half, then, just the fourth quarter, just the fourth quarter, right? Just the fourth quarter. 
uh, and, and you absolutely dominated them in game second half of game two. So I, if you're the Warriors, I'm like, I'm okay. And like you said, the Celtics were able to steal one in, in, out West, which is all, if you, if you want to win a series, you do have to win games on the road. Yeah. Uh, it's a fact. So actually it's not a fact. You can actually lose all that. Yeah, for the Celtics, it's it, it, for yeah. the Celtics. They did needed to win one to, yep. To factually be able to win the series. So I think either team, I, I think you're fine with where you're at for either team. Do we want to do a quick little recap of the, the live roster, this, whatever's going on with the, the live tournament that's starting up this week? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's dive into it. You want the first word? Sure. So the live golf league, if you don't know what it is, uh, it's being ran by former pro golfer, Greg Norman, uh, it's Saudi backed. It will take place all over the world. It is what they're saying. It's trying to be a compliment to the PGA tour. The PGA tour is saying uh, they will not allow people who play on the live tour to play on their tour. Um, you are, and now, so the roster came out since we last podcasted biggest names. Obviously the one that came out today is Phil Mickelson rumored to be getting around $200 million I read to play on this tour. Uh, Ricky Fowler was announced today. Other big names include Ian Poulter, uh, Sergio Garcia. And of course, probably the biggest name and surprise for me is Dustin Johnson, who in, I believe February came out and spoke his allegiance to the PGA tour and said he would never do that, or that was not in his cards. And here we are three months later with 125 million guaranteed on the table, that must have been an expensive wedding with him and Paulina. Yeah. You would have think Wayne Wayne Gretzky, his father-in-law, would have had enough money to pay to at least. <laughs> hey, if he needed 125 million for that wedding, he's in rough. He's in rougher shape than Phil is. Lot, lots of alcoholics there, so you know, bar tab was quite a lot. But no, I mean, I guess my thoughts on it. Yeah, the the roster the, the roster that they have lined up. I think um, I actually think it's still kind of dynamic. I think there are still people that will defect over. But personally speaking, mm-hmm. I don't really have an issue with this. Like I know there's the people, the golf purists running around screaming at clouds. How could you do this? Like it's a job. If if you took away the labels of everything and said employee goes to better company to make a lot more money, okay, what what's the, what's wrong with that? And, and then the other thing that I know everyone's been talking about, like the whole concept of the blood money, it's Saudi back, this right. and that. I, I think that's a little bit of bogus to me. I mean, you've got, you've got about every part of the United States that comes from China. We don't complain about blood money when, when our Nikes show up and when every, every clothing item that we buy comes from a sweatshop where kids are working for $3 a day. We don't talk about blood money then. We, I don't, right. I don't think the, we the, the issue is the people that fund fund the PGA tour are people that are normal people. And the people that are directly funding this tour are people who are, don't respect women, uh, have, are known to assassinate people and discriminate oh, yeah. against people of based on their sexuality, their gender, their race, everything. Um, so that's, that's the difference. So I, I don't know. I, I don't go as far to say it's bogus. I understand where you're saying in that. Like, but okay, but we, this... we have this holier-than-life perspective as in the U.S. That's all not necessarily true. It's like we do live in this bubble. Um, 
So it's not so easy to say that. And I actually happen to agree with you. If people really, at the end of the day, people need to decide. It, it's similar to me, maybe to a lesser extent, in the steroid argument in baseball. Um, you're taking a risk that could make you more money and it could taint the way the world sees you morally or, uh, I mean, obviously one's cheating and one is not, one's just playing golf for more money. Um, but it, it, it's the same kind of perspective as you have to weigh your option. Can I handle, you know, what's going to come with this negatively, you know, as I'm percepted by the world, um, to, in order to make this chance or choice. And you are seeing the second and third highest winners on the tour and Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson choose to do this. Yeah. I mean, no, I think you put it perfectly. It's, it's choices. It's what are, what are you comfortable with being labeled as? What are you comfortable uh, living with? Um, What's your conscience like? Absolutely. So that's just, I, I think it's, I think we'll see what happens. Um, the Saudis do have endless amounts of money. So like I said, the, who, who knows where this goes, but it's just one of those where we'll, I think we follow it along every, every once in a while when some new, when some, something newsworthy hits about it, but. Right. I but I, I, I I'm going to flick on that first event this weekend in London. I, I'll give it a watch. So it's already, it's already got my viewership. Yep. Uh, just out of pure curiosity, I should say. Yeah. But all right. So I am incredibly excited. I think we're about to go into what'll what what'll have been obviously the sample size isn't great, but I think this is going to be our best debate topic. I think it'll be our best debate. So you, do we want to throw ourselves into the the wide world of goats in sports? Let's do it. Bye. All right. Should we should we save the? I think there's one kind of controversial or not controversial. I think the big disagreement. We'll come in basketball, and I, I say maybe we leave that for last. Just kind of go over the earlier ones first. Sure, I have a full page of notes for just basketball. Oh, so do I. And the, all, the, all the other sports made their own page, and <laughs> basketball got its own one. I'm the exact same way, but all right, let's start with hockey. Okay. I think uh, – should we get the easy ones out of the way? Because I think hockey's – by far is by far the easiest. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just I, I'm just going down my list and kind of get the ones that uh that, that aren't basketball. But for hockey, I said Gretzky. I think, yeah, it's Gretzky. He leads in goals, assists, points. He's won four Stanley Cups. Uh, he's the only player I believe that's hit 200 points multiple times. Lemieux may have done that. I mean, somebody may have to fact check me in the comments. Um, but I believe he's also that. So I, I think that one's simple. Uh, and if McDavid even wants to be considered on his level, uh, you gotta win cup at least yep. one. Uh, I right. think that's the sport that put championships to the most yeah. is cups because they're the hardest to get. Yeah. We want to go to football. I think football is kind of a it'll be a consensus as well. Yeah, I actually, um, I so I did end up going Brady seven times Super Bowl champion. Same here. Um, it's just hard to, uh, it's. it's for how long he's done it, he's been a top 10 quarterback in the league every year for 20-plus years now. Yep. Um, so that I think that's – I will say I what didn't want to put him in there. I looked at Montana, I looked at Jerry Rice. I looked at, um, like, a Lawrence Taylor, how dominant he was. I, I considered Aaron Donald, um, but I, I didn't even have to stew yeah. over it that long. Then. 
and still went back to Brady. I had the exact same thing. I wrote Tom Brady, and then I said, shout out Lawrence Taylor, shout out Aaron Donald, the two greatest defensive players of all time. Right. Um, uh, golf. You want to go to golf? Uh, I'm going with the man that is one major way, bionic man himself. Um, the cat, Tiger Woods, is the greatest golfer ever. I don't care what you have to say. Nick was having more majors. Uh, is Nick was the person who has more wins than him too? Or is that someone uh, no, else? it's it. I think it's someone else. But yeah, no, I I said Tiger as well. Um, I'll actually even say one other thing. Like by no means is this is this like some diss on him. I think Tiger's one of the bigger disappointments in golf history. He was that good, and when he was going through those swing changes and just throwing away two years at a time of no major wins. Mm-hmm. I see no reason why if he had, he had put that together, if he didn't swing out of his shoes and break his back a million different times, I think he could have been upwards of 20, 20 something, but that's, that, and that's just kind of, that, that's my take on that's Tiger. That's self-inflicted though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where do we want it? Where do you want to go next? Uh, let's do soccer. All right. I, I said Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, I also have Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it, he's the greatest winner of all time, the highest goal scorer of all time, five Champions League, which is as of which is now yeah. tied for the most of all time with a bunch of his former Real Madrid teammates who won their fifth uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, he's won with so many different teams, which is I think what kind of help, what kind of gives him the edge and. I also just think that the things that him and Messi were doing, we obviously have to throw the shout out there. It's kind of like, I think it's kind of like the one, a one B it just comes down to a little bit of personal preference, but the things that those guys were doing was absurd. So I went with, I went with Ronaldo, but. I, I, so I was Googling fun stats and I, there was one stat I wrote down. That was the reason why I chose Ronaldo over Messi Ronaldo has scored a goal in every minute of a 90 minute game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, that's just, well, that's one of the most. He has like, 800 some goals. Yep. He does. I think it's like eight. Yeah. But how insane is that? Yeah. No, it's, how insane it's, is that? it's wild what those guys are doing, but um, do we want to go baseball next? Okay. I have a bit. I think this is, this is, this will be our first disagreement. Okay. Uh, I know who you say. What? And who you're going to say – I know who you're going to say. Okay. So first, go first. No, I think mean, you should go first. Okay. So I, you're, who you're going to say is my number two, and I'm going to sound like a boomer baseball writer. Okay. It's because of the rights. They have – they are so comparable, my, my one and your, and your one, yep. in stats – at the end of the day, the deciding factor was this man's that I'm about to pick swung uh, swung with the wrong hands, his hands going the wrong way, and still put up arguably just as good of numbers. Yep. Uh, and that's rest in peace, Hank Aaron is the greatest yes. baseball player of all time. I mean, 750 I runs. That's second to Bonds. He's third in hits all time. Uh, he's first in RBIs. He's first in All Star appearances with 25. Uh, and he hit home runs in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. No, the the longevity's there. It's yeah, it's amazing. I I I did have Barry Bonds. Um, I don't know the the home runs. The even if you want to take 
before the, mind you, alleged steroids. Alleged. Alleged. I mean, his neck magically grew a couple of inches, but alleged. Um, If you take away that, he was still still that guy. For me, it's just, I'm going with Barry Bonds. I don't don't really want to. I don't, I don't really know much to say. I kind of want to save some time for, for the end. Um, Aaron, Aaron, Ro- or Aaron Rodgers. Hank Aaron, better base fielder, better fielder as well. That's, Barry Bonds. That's, um, that's fair. Uh, tennis? Uh, so we have tennis and then Olympics, and then we're, we'll go Let's to go tennis. Okay. Um, I had Roger Federer. Uh, I mean, I said this two, three years ago, both Nadal and Djokovic were going to pass him due to Federer's age and just declining health at the end. But the things that Roger Federer could do with a tennis racket, the one-handed backhand, the elegance, everything that he did was amazing. Um, and I guess with, with Nadal specifically, since he's the one that currently has more the most majors, He's won 14 of his 22 majors on one surface at the same tournament in France. Yep. So, so that's just one of those where I'm not going to sit here and scream one trick pony, but what is that? Almost 70% of your wins coming on the same surface. I mean, Mm -hmm. that, that to me is a little bit, and yeah, it's tough. Like if you want to say one of the hardest things to do in sports, get beat rough on the doll that wrong gross, but I don't, I I just, I went in Federer. What about you? Uh, I actually took it a different route. Okay. Uh, she is also if I had if I had to do a top five list, she's in it. Yep. Of all time, in Serena Williams, she's been good for so long. She's been the number one player in the world for three hundred and nineteen weeks, one hundred and eighty six in a row. She's won twenty three Grand Slams. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, she- Won 39 majors, which, as you said, the most in the men's is 22. So she's nearly doubled uh, what – I mean, obviously there's Wait, probably what? more competition. I don't, you said how many majors? 39. I'm not certain about that, but maybe I'm just mistaken. Are you sh- Because, like, we can, we can say that. Google. But- I'm not going to – that. yeah, that's not that's not disputable at all. Um, yeah, I would say – I would put it differently. Like, if you would have told me the most dominant oh, – Oh, wow. Sorry. I said 23 Grand Slams. She has 23 majors. majors. Yeah. I, I thought that yeah. number was a little bit big. But, you know, um, what I would say is if you ask me the most dominant athletes of all time, I'm probably going to throw around that list, like you said. At her peak in the late 90s, early two, early 2000s, even into the late 2000s, untouchable. Absolutely untouchable. But uh, – Like yeah. there was no – there was nobody there. Like, see, the fact for me that, that you have to – you have to even justify Roger Federer by even mentioning Novak and Rafael Nadal proves that they're not a GOAT when you can't even name me another woman that even – they even probably decent at tennis, tennis. – and remember, her sister was supposed to be better than her. And she... I mean, I could, go, I, could, I could drop Steffi Graf, the person who uh, who had, I think it was a 22 majors. Never or heard 21. of her. I mean, she's the one Never who Serena her. overtook in the – that, that's fine. You're not really tennis guy. Fake. What? They're, they're Barry Bonds. They're like Barry Bonds' home runs. Okay. They don't count. All right. That's fair. No, I mean, again, there's nothing – Like Babe Ruth. Like, I'm so glad you didn't say Babe Ruth. <laughs> Babe Ruth wasn't real. But, 
All right, Olympic athlete, I right, think. Moving on. With Olympic athlete, I think there's kind of two big ones. I think, at least for me, and then I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw a third one in there, but for me, there's number one and number two, or, or 1A, 1B. I'm going Usain Bolt, number one, though. Just I, I think he's the, I think he's the greatest Olympic wow. athlete of all time. So I actually went the other way because okay. I agree it's a 1B. I think it's Michael Phelps. I think the eight gold medals and eight attempts is the greatest – is the greatest feat in all of sports that we have ever seen. It is the most impressive thing that he was able to win every time he got in that pool in that Olympics for two and a half weeks. He was better in water than every other human in the world. It's never going to be done again. It's the most impressive thing that's ever happened in probably ever. You know, we study about Genghis Khan and Thomas Jefferson and 300 years. They're going to study what Michael Phelps did in that pool. I guarantee so- you. Again, I can't, I'm not even going to knock on that, but here's here's the here's the difference. You took one Olympics and condensed it. You didn't take his entire career. Uh, Usain Bolt never uh, hold uh, on, uh, hold on. Usain Bolt never lost at the Olympics. It's not his fault that the the the, the events in running are not as vast and as kind of like it's not his fault that there isn't eight different events that he can participate in because he's a sprinter. There's only so much okay. you can sprint. He never lost okay. at the Olympics. He was also so good that he would let up about 10 meters before every finish line, start pumping his chest and looking at cameras. The records that he broke all could have been improved if he just said, you know what, I'm going to like, I'm going to nod my head forward the way everyone else does when they're trying to sneak a medal in. I also think he's the fastest man alive ever. So I guess one of my deciding factors was, Everybody can run, in my opinion, like, at least because like, you got to be able to move, or like everyone should be able to run. Not everyone can get right. into the water and swim. So I think it's the sample size of people he's competing against is a little bit bigger. And again, it's not that it's not that one's definitively wrong or definitively right. I just think the guy right. who never lost, the guy who would let up at the finish line and still shatter records, like that. What is it? The nine point five nine. That's it's been what 13 years and we haven't even heard of anyone coming close or someone up and coming who can touch that. It's kind of similar to what you said Mm -hmm. with Phelps. It's that dominance in so many different disciplines. It's amazing. And like you said, we will be studying all of those guys in 300 years time, just why they were so good. It just, it's incredible. Uh, I will say that Michael Phelps had, you said the eight in the one Olympics is all he did. He had 15 more gold medals. Um, no, I get that, 20- but uh, I know I'm all, but what I, that's what I'm saying is Usain Bolt would also have 15 more medals if there's 15 more races for him to go run, but you can only sprint the 100, sprint the 200, and then do the relays. Right. Okay. I see that's, what you mean. Whereas with, with like swimming, you can do the 50 meters seven or four different ways. Yeah. And some of his are relays too. Yeah. Like, I believe two of those eight in that Olympics are relays, yeah, which require other people. Yeah, again, um, okay. I, no, nothing, again, nothing, no, there is no right answer. It's just, it's personal preference. Oh, all right, so let's get to the big one. Let's get to Back the debate that kept all of our friends awake at 4.30 in the morning on Saturday night. <laughs> Um, greatest basketball player of all time is Michael Jordan. LeBron James. Uh, here to 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 
I'll give you one analogy. It's been used many a times in my life. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard this analogy. I think it speaks words and I think it speaks volume to my argument. It is, my argument is essentially based around it. It's not going to be the entire argument. Okay. Vladdy, you like, you like to indulge and maybe go out with some friends on a Friday night. Okay. Uh, say you go out 10 times. And say, say you're trying to go home with uh, a friend. Yeah, there you go. You meet at the bar. Yep. And you go out 10 times, which for you in college might have been what, like a week? A week and a half, uh, yeah. I mean, th- Thursday through sa- or Tuesday um, through Saturday and then run it back the next week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, in that two-week time, you go out 10 times. Yep. You make a friend and get and, and go back to your dorm room with said friend three of those 10 times. Four, but four, correct. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, basic math. There you go. Um, you're shooting 40%. Okay. You have a 40% success. Yep. You go out six times. You get to avoid four more hangovers. I don't get hungover. You get to so not. I don't have to worry about that. Four more times, you get to work out the next day because you feel great. Uh, you get to work out at night. You get to study more because your brain is not fogged from going out those six times instead of those ten times. You may even choose to pick up a new sport in between those four times and play it professionally. I might add. Oh, because you were forced into retirement because you gambled on the other sport that you were playing. Those six <laughs> times that. You- you go home with said lady friend every single time. Okay. You go six fix. You go a hundred percent and you're 60% better than said version A. Yeah. So you're taking the numbers and you say 60% better, but you're not factoring in volume. So I would say there's, there's different levels of that. So I, I don't want to get too into that. I'll just say this. You are giving Michael Jordan more credit for losing in the first round to plumbers than you give LeBron James for losing in the finals to some of the greatest teams of all time. For losing to the greatest team of all time. Actually, no, he had to beat them because he was that good. Like, where do you want? To, to, you, you say it's to plumbers, though. I, I wrote down these teams that he had to beat. He had to beat the bad boy Pistons, one of the greatest teams of all time. But he never he beat them beat until they Celtics. broke up. He didn't beat them, though. He needed Rodman to leave. No, that Rodman came after the first repeat. Did he? Uh, I'll give you one. There you go. You, you'll you'll yes, have two points. First... You'll have two points at the end of this. I have I have one more point to give you afterwards. You're done. He played that New York Knicks team. That was like consistent, legit playoff team. That was one of the better teams of all time. He had to go through Magic Johnson and the LA Lakers in the Magic finals. Johnson retired the year after, or no, Magic in '94. What in '94? That's no, after Magic Johnson retired. retired in '90. Didn't play for four years, then came back for a one-off. Magic Johnson's last ever season was Michael's first title. He played HIV Magic. There was no Kareem on that team. Michael Jordan has never played a team that has two top fifteen players of all time. Okay, and LeBron's played one. He played him twice, but yes, he only beat him once. Well, I guess yeah. Um, yeah, 
literally beat he, he, well they didn't even have Durant for the first one. I was just gonna say he actually had to play that. You think if that if the KD Warriors were playing Michael, you think that ends any differently? Like, okay, if, so if we're gonna talk about no. uh, LeBron, if we're gonna talk about LeBron's the kind of I guess like Cavalier the later Cavs years, LeBron James, which I he, think is the only title that counts and is impressive to me. Oh. It's the one he did by himself against the okay, Warriors. Okay, well, let's – okay, I'll say two – first of all, I think Michael Jordan never left the first round of the playoffs without Scottie Pippen. LeBron James carried a dude who was sleeping with his mother to the finals. Bro, and they played nobody. The Eastern Conference was notoriously terrible during these years. Kobe's in the West. Shaq okay. was in the West. Shaq was – I mean, Shaq was all out of his prime at that point, but I know I know what you're saying. The Spurs were in the West with okay. Tim Duncan and the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, all the good teams were. In the West. No, and again, but you want to bring up Tim Duncan and the Spurs? He he had to play those guys. He had to play Popovich. He had to play against Duncan. He didn't have Phil Jackson to run the triangle offense for him. He didn't have Scottie Pippen. <laughs> he was running around with Zildrunas Ilgauskas and Anderson Verjao. That sounds like a, a group of like reggae singers from a Brazilian the Brazilian okay. festival. Okay, but the argument is like kind of irrelevant to me because Jordan like Jordan did the same. Like, yes, okay, he made a conference final. He made a conference finals, and Jordan could only make it to the first round. Like, I I think that I think that's a wash, and that they both didn't do anything with nothing. What do you mean by it? he made the NBA finals? The the only other Wait, blemish, I'll give you this just to get this out of the way. The only other blemish on LeBron's entire career is ghosting the 2011 finals, just forgetting that he was actually a part of the team. Other than that, LeBron James was do you know understand how good LeBron James was? They gave Andre Iguodala the finals MVP for holding LeBron James to this stat line: 36 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists. That was LeBron James' stat line in the 2015 finals, and they gave the dude who was defending that the finals MVP because he's like, oh, yeah, you stopped LeBron. LeBron James will go down with the most points in NBA history, and people can make the argument scoring is not even the best part of his game, the facilitation, the improvement of his teammates. You can also then look, look at this. The expectations of each player were different. I was, I was looking at this video, and I might quote this directly, but Michael Jordan, like, yeah, top third overall pick, you, you had a feeling he was going to be good, and then he ascended to the greatness. LeBron James was 17 years old. They sat him down on national TV and said, you are a bust if you are not a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he exceeded that. He overachieved. The longevity. Kareem in year 19, 10 points per game. LeBron, 30. LeBron also does it on better shooting splits, although marginally. 51% from two as opposed to Michael's 50% from two, and then 35% from three as opposed to Michael's 33% from three. He's the better rebounder. He's the better passer. He did, he wasn't forced into retirement for gambling. Well, I, the rebounder's not fair. He plays a completely different position. That's fair. He's okay. two inches taller. That's fair. I, I, I'll give you that. I mean, then you also have to look at the actual effects that each guy had on their team. When Michael Jordan left the Bulls to go pursue baseball, they went from 57 and 25 to 55 and 27. LeBron James leaves the Cavs, and after 2010, they go from 61 wins to 19. 
Then he leaves the Cavs after 2018. They go from 50 wins. That, I'm not listening to, to that one because the, because the whole team left. Okay, that's okay. I'll give that one. What about? I'll give you the, the first Mi- Cavs. What about the Miami Heat? He leaves Miami in 2014. They go from 54 wins and, to 37. And Chris Bosh and Dwayne. And they've got to wash Chris. Ba- Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade on their last leg at that point. That's not fair. But it's okay. You know, that's actually, I'm glad you said that. So then why does everyone say, oh, my God, he had all-stars on his team. Chris Bosh was an all-star. Dwayne Wade was an all-star. Because were they not all-stars? Okay, but how can they be washed on their last legs and all-stars at the same time? It's one or the other. You're either the all-star that people think Chris Bosh was in 2007. No, because they're different seasons. They're different seasons. You could be an all-star one year and be washed the next year. Okay, but you can't. The only did thing Jordan... MJ. Go, go, did, go, did Michael Jordan miss the playoffs with a top 10 player in the league as his teammate? Well, are you are you looking at uh, this past year? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying. Yeah, but you're also you're look once again you're looking at year nineteen LeBron as opposed to an in prime MJ. Second of all, Le- if LeBron played more games, because again, no one's better than Father Time. Like, the, yeah, I'll sit here and preach longevity, but Father Time is Father Time. LeBron missed a lot of the season. I, I'm pretty sure in his last three years, I think it was like fifty games this year. He played basically a full season the year before that when they won, and then fifty games before that. He, he I mean, again. And that's- reason for that is the bubble break he had a break that's, before he went back into the bubble i mean you're not you're not wrong i can, can give you that doesn't make so but everyone else got a break so it's it's not like it was something that was unfair or that was unfair that only he got a break it's not like everyone else kept playing while oh the yeah I know. Out. so no i just i i'm gonna leave with this statement if there is one guy who's being double teamed Actually, if I'm being honest, there I, I'd pick someone else over these two, but we're, we're comparing these two. Okay. Uh, for game on the line. Ball from just inside the three-point line. You're double. really going to hate my answer to what you – Who do you Captain want is. shooting that ball? I want to take the guy, guy that goes – I want the guy who's so good that you're not in that position. I want the guy who won the game in the first 47 minutes and you don't have to worry about the last three seconds. That's, that's not, that's not, that's, that's not an answer. So the only thing you, the only game's on the line. Made, oh, you just made a point that said, Oh yeah, he'll, he'll take a shot. So that's what, well, that's one shot. No, 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 no. Yes. You just told to me the greatest players come up with the greatest point. moments and have to be the best in the greatest times. They have to be the best. Jordan with the game on the line is the greatest player to ever dribble a basketball. And LeBron James isn't. He should go back to doing Taco Tuesdays with Bronny, and he's gonna he's gonna play until he can barely walk, just so Bronny can be a, a okay. G-League but that's player. what I'm saying is when the game take the guy who doesn't make the game on the line that often because he's so good in the first three point nine nine quarters. Well, when does he do that? When does he do that? He's four. He's four and six in the finals. When does he do that? For all I care, he's losing most of those. How games. many? So let's do that. How many of those years was he on the better team? Twice. Oh, or yeah, twice. 11 in 2020 were the only times he was on the better team. And like I said, I'll give you the 2011 finals. That is the only blemish on LeBron's record 
was that he ghosted. Uh, what about when they lost? 11s when they lost to the Spurs, right? Uh, the Mavericks. That's what I'm saying. The, the the 2011 finals when they were they were a better team. You're playing what's left of Jason Kidd, whatever the hell yeah. Jason Terry mm-hmm. was at that point. That is the only thing LeBron has ever done that I you can like validly criticize in his career. That though that Warriors team even before KD 73 and nine. And you know I, I know what you're saying. What well, does it mean a thing if you don't win the ring? Why don't you give credit to the one dude who kept him from winning the ring? LeBron James in 2016 went on the greatest three-game stretch that basketball would ever see. It was like dropping like it was like 40, 15, and 15 for a three-game stretch or something absurd like that. Uh, obviously, those those numbers are off the top of my head. I did not look at the actual ones, but let's let, let's look at some of the other things that LeBron dealt with. 2018, his teammate doesn't know what the score is. He's got J.R. Smith running around in circles like he's wasting clock. He's had to deal with that his whole career. He didn't. <laughs> the best coach that, and like, again, I mean, is, I'm off my notes now, right. so I might be doing something wrong here, but best coach that LeBron ever had was Eric Spolstra. Phil Jackson won five titles after LeBron, or after, after, after yeah, MJ. I mean, I mean but Phil Jackson, you could say, is one of the biggest, like, Fugazi best oh, coach. Oh, get out of 11 he's titles. Had, he's had, you want to call him right? No, no, let me make my point. I don't, I don't doubt his greatness, but like he had Jordan and Pippen, Rodman in the last three years, and then he gets Shaq and Kobe. Like, I'm not saying like, I, I, I like Spolstra's made the finals with Jimmy Butler as his best player. Well, you want to talk about weak Eastern conferences. I mean, Right, but I'm just saying, like Phil Jackson has benefit been the beneficiary of being having the best players in the world on his team. And I'd argue, going back to when is Jordan really be the best? The last two years, they were not the best team. I'd argue that Utah Jazz team was just as good, if not better. Look, going into it, when you when you had the Carl Malone Stockton teams in their prime. I mean. I'm like tentative and not tentative because like, and, and unfortunate. Unfortunately, I will admit they played the ninety through ninety three wins. They didn't play the best team because the East was the strong conference at that point, and that they were playing the Celtics and the the Pistons. The Pistons were the best team they played those years in the conference finals. I mean, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's fair. It's just it, if it, I do want to say one thing, and like again, this is more of a question. Was Malone still in his prime at that? Because, like, he, he retired. I know he was on the 04 Lakers team, but at that point he was a Band-Aid. He didn't even play with, when, when, we, when we slaughtered the Lakers in 04. But was he still in his prime, or would you say kind of starting to go down the back end? Because I, 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 like, I don't really know what year he was drafted or anything. But again, this is more of a question. I just, I just know that when his career ended was a lot closer to 1998. I think it's than- kind of – yeah, I think it's kind of – I think that team's peak was kind of the same as that Bulls team's peak, and that was that was their last run of being great. Okay. Like after that '96 win or '98 win, sorry. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, '98. '98. Uh, they kind of fell off, kind of like how the the Bulls were dismantled. Yeah. Like at no, that I time, mean... Carl Malone was a top five player in the league at that point. Yeah. Um. I mean. It's just like, who would you say? And like, 
Who would you say is the best player that LeBron or that not LeBron that Michael played against? While once again still in his prime, because like I'm not going to count the last three games of Magic Johnson's first career as well, Magic Johnson in his prime. Who was the best player that uh, Michael played against in the finals? Would you say? Would you say it's Malone, Charles Barkley, maybe? Yeah, Malone or Barkley. Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin. Clay Durant. Thompson. Clay Thompson? When he's your third option, yes. Clay Thompson's going to be, what, top right, 50 player right, of all right, time when he's done? And give me he's that. the third option I'll, on the Warriors. Right, Bar- and, Barkley, and Barkley and Malone are top 30 players of all time. But they were the number one option. You had Kawhi Leonard. So that- you also had to go through and play the most physical, hard-nosed team in all of basketball. He also, Isaiah Thomas has got to be up there too, no? I mean, I, know I, he, I was saying in the finals, but finals. yeah, if we're gonna count, if we're gonna count on the runs there too, that's fair. I, I was saying specifically in the finals, since since according to the MJ lovers, Michael actually only played for six years in his career. The Wizards years they didn't exist, you know. Yeah, well, they, that yeah, that's <laughs> that was collecting a paycheck from doing a little too much gambling on the golf course. Hey, the I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm, that was like I'm, Phil. That was like Phil Mickelson joining the Live Tour. That's, <laughs> I'm going to leave this here. Slightly banterous, but the only thing MJ was ever better at was selling shoes and hanging out with the Looney Tunes. That was it. Better, better. That's another thing he's got going for him. Much better. See, LeBron has always been in this guy's shadow. He had to make the stupid <laughs> same movie as him. Same movie. He couldn't have done anything less. Uh, <laughs> I want to be Jordan-like than make the same exact movie uh, as him. I want to see if I wrote something else down just so I can get some kind of last punches in, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, but no, that's that's not bad. But, I, I again, I think that was a great debate. I think that's something where going forward, if we can get topics like that, I, I think it would be a very enjoyable time. Tell us in the comments who you think uh, won and why it was me. Um, Till next time, though. Uh, This is teeing it up and hit them straight, boys. Peace, guys.